On this episode, we speak to Hayden Thomas from Cornerstone Finance. We talk about what Cornerstone does, their lending arm, differences in lending options based on geographical location, and much more. Now, it's time to spend 30 minutes in finance. Hi, my name is Hayden Thomas. I'm the Chief Commercial Officer at Cornerstone Finance Group based down in Cardiff. Awesome. And thanks for coming on, Hayden. Um, for everyone kind of listening to this, I was wondering, can you just give us a little bit of a, a, a taster of how you actually got into the industry and sort of what got you started? Oh, um, yeah, good question there, David. Um, I mean, I've been in the in the banking industry um, for a long, long time. Um, I did 24 years with NatWest before um, joining the intermediary world, uh, predominantly in the SME finance space, um, NatWest and RBS brands um within commercial banking and business banking so um when i when i left the bank um uh, i decided to enter the uh commercial finance intermediary world and then um early in 2020 um just before the country went into lockdown um i joined uh, cornerstone finance group as chief commercial officer uh with a mandate to uh grow the commercial finance division and look for other opportunities out there in the market uh, where the uh, the overall business could grow and uh, and expand. Well, that was good timing for the switch then, I guess, jumping straight into the lockdown and everything. Um, just to, before we kind of roll on to the other bits, how was that sort of, was it for you guys, obviously just joining the business at that time, something like that happens. How did you guys handle that? Yeah, I mean, it obviously it was an interesting time, challenging for clients um, and challenging for us as a business as well. So we were um, we we were at that point in time um, looking to expand a particular area of the business that we ultimately decided not to, um, and then pivoted into some other areas. So. Uh, whilst whilst it was a difficult time, and um, you know, like many many uh, businesses out there across the country, um, you know, we had to make some difficult decisions with staff, and um, and we used the furlough scheme, etc., to get through. Um, we supported a number of clients on uh, on accessing the government schemes, um, which uh, you know, kept us in close contact um, with some key clients. Um, but we actually used the time as an overall group to to reflect and to ultimately change direction in some areas and pivot and 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 launch some new ideas and uh, and close down and scale down some other parts of the business. So um, yeah, in, interesting period from a, from a personal perspective. You know, I didn't I didn't just join the firm. I'm uh, I'm a shareholder. So uh, so writing that check out to um, to buy the shareholding and then two weeks later the country goes into lockdown was certainly an interesting an interesting <laughs> couple of weeks. But um, can imagine it's, it's all it's all paid off in the end. Yeah. Yeah, out of the frying pan. Um, well, it, I always find it interesting in terms of the, the sort of reason as to why you made that switch from sort of traditional banking. Obviously, I, I was sort of with Barclays, as probably I've said a million times on this thus far. Um, but what was it that actually sort of made you jump sort of ship into the more entrepreneurial side of things, I guess, in, in terms of joining Cornerstone? Uh, I think just the timing, the timing was right for me personally. Um, there was a bit of work-life balance um, 
side to it. So I'd uh, I'd ended up working in London um, and and um, commuting back and forth on a weekly basis, which um, which wasn't a particularly healthy lifestyle and uh, not not a great choice. So there there were a num there were a number of factors, but um, uh, ultimately the the Two, two of my fellow shareholders here at Cornerstone are, are, are good friends and former colleagues, and um, you know we'd been in discussions around this uh, in the past, and uh, just the timing was right, really. Oh, perfect. And uh, yeah, it seems like the, the sort of joining probably seems like quite a long time away now. Uh, I'd imagine, or from what I've seen and heard, obviously quite a lot's happened, and, and we'll get to that. Um, are you able to give us a, a little bit of an idea of sort of what Cornerstone does at the moment? Where, Which areas are you focused in and uh, where are you sort of hoping to go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so launched six, seven years ago, predominantly uh, as a, a FCA regulated, um, directly authorized uh, residential brokerage, um, which then grew into a small commercial team before I joined. Um, as I said, we've um, we, we, we've pivoted some areas. We did have quite a large protection business, which we've now scaled back. Um, but the 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 business focus now is very much in two areas. So one is on SME, um, which is the area that I head up. So we have uh, Cornerstone Commercial Finance, which kind of does what it says on the tin: commercial finance brokerage. So then uh, SMEs, uh, property investors, et cetera, uh, across the full range of products. So commercial mortgages, bridging, development finance, asset finance, invoice finance, cash flow, you know, you, you name it. We, we do it effectively here uh, in the team. Um, we've got our own um, bridging fund. So uh, a bit of a competitor to FBSE, Dave. Um, but, but, <laughs> There's no but, such but, thing. But, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's plenty of room for one more, I'm sure. So we launched um, uh, two years ago now, uh, March 2021, Cornerstone Capital. So we're we're funded by a local Welsh entrepreneur. Um, and we've just piloted and, and tested uh, bridging um, finance up to half a million pounds. Um, so focusing very much on individual and the asset uh, and predominantly in in the South Wales and Southwest areas to begin with, um, we're just about to go England and Wales wide um, effect with effect from Monday the thirteenth of uh, Feb actually. So um, we're we're just on the cusp of that, um, and, and that's very exciting. So we've teamed up with Method on the uh, panel valuation side, so we're now able to go and expand that into an England and Wales operation. Awesome. Um, we purchased. Uh, again, just uh, just after the country went into lockdown, we purchased uh, commercial finance brokerage, which we've now rebranded Cornerstone Commercial Insurance Services. Again, uh, complements the uh, commercial finance team and that, and that SME focus, um, and that's growing and, uh, and and continues to grow year on year, um, providing an excellent service and uh, you know is is very much complementary on a number of deals. Um, where we need to, we need to get properties insured and businesses insured insured at um, at short notice. We have someone on site effectively that can that can do that for us. Um, and then last year in that SME space, um, we have formed uh, Cornerstone International. So Cornerstone International is um, a 
business that offers uh, lower cost relationship managed uh, foreign transactions uh, through our partners equals PLC up in London. Um, and then on top of that, we have uh, international trade and overseas infrastructure finance offering as well. So uh, we're delighted that Mark Collins, um, who's been in the industry for many years, has joined us to head that up. So Mark's our uh, managing director of, of Cornerstone International, and uh, that is uh, growing at pace at the moment with some uh, some very interesting and exciting uh, deals on on there. Um, so that's that's all really in the non-regulated space. That's that's sort of my my baby, and then. Uh, sitting over in the regulated arm, um, we still have the Cornerstone Finance business, which is employed staff in, in the regulated space looking at uh, mortgages and protection. But we've also expanded then the Cornerstone network. So we now have, and I'll, I'd have to look up the numbers, but it's in the region of 100 advisors and about 70 um, AR firms plugged into that network with an ambition to grow that year on year wow. over the next few years. So that, that's, that's good. that kind of that natural synergy then, um, obviously we have a commercial team there then that works with the regulated team to make sure that we look after the clients. So um, yeah, it's exciting, exciting times, um, you know, and, uh, through through pandemics and um, and some interesting budget decisions, uh, you know, it's it's been an exciting couple of years. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we we feel like we're in good shape to service the needs of uh, of the SME um, out there, particularly particularly in South Wales, but on a national basis as well. Yeah, it seems like it because that is um that that that's pretty much the entire market that you guys can handle in some form um, if it comes down to finance. So, and you've got sort of 70 hours, how many people are sort of employed directly at what sort of size are you guys? Uh, in, in employment, you in the Cardiff office is running around about 35. Um, and then we have a number of self-employed um, uh, uh, individuals plugged in um, at, at any one point either either on sales or some consulting as well so you you your base is is sort of in the region of 45 to 50 yeah wow yeah that is growing massively i think it's it's a lot bigger than it was when we last sort of spoke sort of about that anyway um yes as, yeah. Yeah. I find it always interesting, obviously, and I don't know if you've seen the podcast, we spoke to um, Sarah uh, from Acuity who set up that. And obviously, you said you guys are, are sort of setting up another little lender or already set up and now expanding. Um, yeah. How did you find that sort of process? I know you've been doing it a little while now. Um, was that an easy sort of process or? Difficult. Well, I don't. I think you know, far far from easy. I think. I think it's a you know, it's a learning curve. You know, you've got 24, 25 years in the in the financial institution, which is a big beast, um, and you tend to be able to reach out for um, for advice um, uh, to you know quite quite easily internally. This is this is almost kind of from scratch, I guess. So um, we we had good support. Um, from Harrison Clark Rickaby on the legal side, and and I think that was that was the probably the biggest challenge was getting our all of our documentation right, working with our investor to to make sure that we had that um, 
all, all of that watertight and kept them happy. So that that, that was a big learning uh, for me personally, certainly. Um, and then you know we've done quite a lot of process uh, re-engineering and customer journey um, work, and we're still doing that as as we expand it now. So you know the goal would be to deliver something in the next two years that is maybe more digital than we have. Um, but we're we're massive believers that uh, you know it's a it's a digital first uh, operation and and people are more important um, within this SME sector uh, and particularly short term short term finance um, and when you did you know when you're dealing with when you're dealing with business owners and and property individuals then um, you know we're big believers that our personal touch and that relationship is is important so we're on a journey um i think we learn every time we learn from every case um we've got a good setup good people good good head of credit uh, and a very supportive investor so yeah it's it, it's an exciting part of the business definitely that was, yeah, it's it's. It, I think from the chat with Sarah, she said the hardest part for for them was finding a partner to fund them um, that was actually on their side, as opposed to trying to make money off them. Um, and I'm guessing yours, as a, a sort of local entrepreneur, that they kind of they understand the need for that finding funding in your local area and in and around your region um and were probably were they quite happy to jump in or did you have to sort of twist them no they or... were yeah they would yeah i mean that they're um the the family are existing clients um so um you know we know them well we've got a good reputation uh, relationship with them um and uh the the particular um industry that they're in is 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 not a growth industry for them so um you know they're looking for other other avenues and other interests so um it's perfect timing really mm, uh, so yeah in, incredibly supportive yeah no that's good and it is an interesting time to start expanding because um with the way the sort of market is at the moment i've just had a, a deal in today um uh, from somebody that another lender has pulled out because they're no longer offering 70%. Um, and I've seen a few people kind of changing their terms, doing bits and pieces. How are you finding the market at the moment? And where do you see, obviously, your sort of lending position or sort of proposition coming in to kind of fill those little gaps? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the overall market certainly is, is interesting. Um, I think there's a huge amount of liquidity out there um there's there's funding available uh i think biggest issue probably for clients is adjusting to the to price uh yeah. less less so i think in the in obviously in the short term space because i don't think we've seen you know we haven't really seen the pricing adjustment um that we've seen on term debt and, and certainly some of the term um the term providers um of uh of I'm not saying panicked, um, but I think that there was there were quite a few knee-jerk reactions to um, to Quasi Quarteng's budget uh, in that space, and some of the pricing that came out in the corresponding weeks was was a was was pretty much over the top. Um, that's certainly settled down. You know, we can see it leveling off. Swap rates uh, seem to be in in a, in a reasonably good place. Um, I think the sensible funders out there are adjusting their margins accordingly. So. Um, there's there's plenty there i think exit from um from short short term via refinance is probably the the one area where you need to do a lot more work uh, as a broker 
Yeah. Um, but certainly in, in the short term space, I think, yes, we've seen some people all doing their LTVs. We've seen a, uh, a change in shift to um, appetite towards commercial properties in, from some. So, um, but there's there's always an alternative. And I think there's, you know, it, it is a crowded market and finding your niche in that space is, um, you know, is the challenge for us with our, with our capital brand. It's very much, as I said, focused on, you know, um, the quality of the individual um, and the asset. And actually we'll, we'll push LTVs if we really like, if we really like the client, um, so that that's been successful so far. We've we, we've we've lent money and we've got it back, which is, as you know, is very important. So uh, going <laughs> through the, the cycle, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But but it's... distribution, I think, as as you're starting out, you know, getting just getting that distribution, getting your name out, and getting the the flow of deals is probably the biggest issue. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's very easy to lend money. It's it's quite another thing to get it back, and and yes. that's the <laughs> that's what I think where you see quite a few lenders come in. For a couple of years, and then you don't hear about them anymore. Um, are you finding it then, in terms of from the the broker side of things, is it any harder to f- sort of if, if someone comes to you with a regular kind of normal deal, is it any harder to do, or is it just making sure the affordability fits and uh, it's kind of you know there or yeah. thereabouts the same? It's I mean it's very much about affordability. I mean it's well it's all about affordability certainly on term, um, and that's. I guess that readjustment, um, not not just for for the client, but also for you know some of the some of the younger members of the team here who have never seen interest rates, you know they've never seen base rate um, effectively be above 0.5. So um, that's been an adjustment for them. Um, fortunately, we got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of grey hair in the team as well, so we can kind of uh, you know we can relay them with um, with tales of recessions and uh, and downward curves and 15% base rates. So um, we, we we've got a good balance here. Um, but yeah, that I mean that's become more challenging. I think there's innovation in the business. Um, we're in, you know in the sector as well. You know, so you've seen you know adjustments and and um, to to interest rates to allow deals to be serviceable by flexing the um, the arrangement fee, which I think is a sensible approach uh, long term. And, and as I said, it, it seems to it it definitely seems to be settling down. So I think I think we're in in a pretty good place at the moment. Plenty plenty of funding out there, uh, lots lots of appetite, and we're just probably not using the same names um, perhaps that we were two three years ago. Um, and you know, particularly in in that commercial investment space, I think you know the high street is is probably probably seeing a lot less business from brokers than than it would have maybe uh, three to five years ago. Um, but I think you know the ch- challenger banks are out there doing a good job in the main, yeah. and I think there's some some niche funders out there with some fantastic offerings as well. So. Yeah, I saw interesting enough on LinkedIn today. Um, someone was offering a five-year fix for three point nine nine, which I thought was very reasonable, um, considering uh, what has been out there. Um, I don't know what yeah. the arrangement fees were, but I'm come with a pretty hefty fee, I think. Yeah, yeah, but, I would uh, imagine. It's the, one I, it's the one I'm thinking of. I think it's kind of. It might even be seven percent. Yeah. 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 So they make up the margin. But, but, but it makes it work for the you know makes it work yeah. for the funder. What they're effectively doing there as well, because that that'll probably be fee added to the to the facility, um, seventy five percent loan to value. So effectively they're pushing that up to eighty two, you know, which yeah. which is pretty generous. So um, 
yeah, you know, I think I, w- what I like about it is is the is the innovation that's out there and the uh, you know the desire to do business. I think that's that's a real positive over the last few months. So I think it's it this is not two thousand and eight. You know, this is not a case of there's there's no liquidity in the market and there's no appetite out there. There's plenty of appetite out there, and clearly a lot of bright people in in uh, in the funders out coming up with innovative ideas to to make deals work, which I think is great to see. Yeah, because talking of um, kind of cash out there and, and being able to fund things, obviously with your own lending, you guys decided to set up uh, mainly in Wales and the southwest. What is the sort of uh, like geographically, uh, do you still find a major difference in terms of access to cash? Like, do you find funding something in, I don't know, say Bristol, which is pretty close, as easy or harder than or is Cardiff harder to fund or maybe Swansea or, or somewhere a bit more rural in Wales? Is there still that difference and, and difficulty um, in both sort of term and short term finance? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's always interesting. Um, you know, you've got, I guess, a lot of funders based London, Manchester. Um, so um, that kind of geographic look uh, down at Wales tends to be focused on Cardiff, Newport, um, to an extent Swansea. But um, yeah, I think so, you know some of the rural and some of the valleys areas are frowned upon um for some reason there's great returns out there you know the prices are um the prices are still reasonable in a lot of areas although the local residents might not think they are um and and it's it's kind of all relative but there's still you know there's we've got great quality clients down here um with quality properties they might not be in the right postcode for some funders so uh, there's an element of that um and i think you know, I think you and I have had conversations uh, actually uh, around some deals and you've kind of gone, well, we don't really like the postcode and it's a bit far off the beaten track. And if you're going too far wet into West Wales or maybe into mid Wales, you know, there's, there's less appetite out there. But yeah, but I, I, value. I, yeah <laughs> takes a little I'd bit probably, of I'd probably counter that with the, there are, there's enough there's enough firms out there. I think for, for secure debt, I think there's enough there, there's enough out there. You just need to understand who 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 those funders are um but I, I don't think it's a it's a massive issue you know it's um it's not a northern ireland for example you know where we get you know we get quite a lot of inquiries in um for people seeking finance in northern ireland and, that, and that's a real challenge um yeah. but uh yeah wills wills is, is is not that and cardiff's extremely buoyant um and i would you know there's there's no difference between cardiff and bristol yeah um what whatsoever in terms of what's available um you know big you've got three four universities in cardiff um so it's uh it's it and, and and a really buoyant housing market there so cardiff cardiff is particularly buoyant i think swansea's seen quite a lot of regeneration um and there's some great schemes on the go down in swansea as well um so that that's that's not so much of a challenge it's kind of an M, m4 corridors okay um until you sort of get to swansea maybe um pushing in and you you've got just got less choice i guess i don't think it's difficult to get finance but you'd certainly got less choice 
Yeah, it's interesting. And obviously, I think we did a deal for you guys in Cardiff, if you memory did. serves. Uh, so, yeah, a little while ago. Um, yeah. And do you think the, the sort of rural bits and that kind of thing, and especially in Northern Ireland, is it just a, a case of people not understanding the areas that well? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, it's not something you hear about and know about. Um, so trying to push that on, because the legal is exactly the same, uh, whereas obviously Scotland's slightly different, so I can see that putting people off. But um, even that, are you guys going to be expanding into Scotland at all with your no. learning? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. So, no. Yeah. And, that's, and that's just because of Scottish law. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're, you know, that's that's not our area of expertise. Um, that's That's not our patch. Um, so yeah, it, it's not somewhere we, you know, we, we particularly understand. And uh, at this point in time, I can't really see us moving into Scotland. So yeah, um, that's, that's going to upset some of my Scottish friends, but, um, you know, that's kind of where it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't do everything. Which yeah. you, you I think Nor Northern Ireland's got some interesting, um, nuances to it in terms of the market as well. And yeah, the, the, was, was law is the same. I think you know, there's there's some factors in Northern Ireland that, that probably come into play and there's why you see less funders. But no, for us for us it'll be England and Wales wide. Um give given the size of the deals that we're doing in, in that space with capital, you know, you can pretty much exclude um London and South East probably from that because um you, you you if you're only if we're only lending up to five hundred thousand, there's not a lot of properties out there. Um, so we I, I think we know where we where we intend to do business and where we'd like to do business. So yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and obviously with Northern Ireland specifically, basically there's Belfast, um, and then outside of that, it's it's so sort of spread out um it, it is quite difficult and obviously we've yeah got, yeah yeah got family out there so it's yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge you know we so we have um uh we have a direct feed in from from an aggregator which gets a lot of queries from uh from northern ireland into the commercial into our commercial finance business and and we see a lot of a lot of bridging um requests but they're predominantly regulated and regulated bridging out there is it's almost impossible to place. Um, so uh, yeah, I think if there's a funder out there that has uh, appetite for that, then there's there's certainly a market from what we see. So. Well, that'd be, it's good to know, somewhere to look at maybe in the future for the both of us. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a difficult one. And I think it's kind of, taking that first punt is always going to be the challenge because it's, you know, you don't want to lose your money. And if you do, a, you know, you yeah. do something wrong, pick the wrong deal, pick the wrong valuer. Um, in terms of obviously when you actually were sort of looking to set up the, the lending side of things and let me know if you don't want to sort of go too deep into any of these. Um, I know you mentioned obviously method um, and using those to sort of partner in yep. with them. Um, how did you go about kind of picking who to use um, for something like that? Because obviously you're, you're putting quite a lot of trust in, in their panel and we use method. I'll be open. We, we like method. So as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so um, it's just, I think how did that pers come about? Personal, the personal touch really with Stephen, um, uh, was was really important. Uh, the team's excellent. Um, so we talked we talked to some of the others. I think we're too small, um, probably for to to get their um, to get their notice initially. So um, 
that that was in that was interesting. Whereas Stephen and the team at Method were, you know, really open to discussions. Um, we talked them through our growth plan, exactly what we wanted to do. Uh, we onboarded as brokers, anyway. Um, we like the system. We think they're they're really really slick. Um, per, personal, my personal view is I think the pricing was um, to to clients um, is is more attractive as yeah. well. Um, and and I, I really like their digital their digital system and dashboard that they provide to us, um, and the ongoing service and the training to the team here was was absolutely first class. So it was it was a bit of a no brainer to be honest with you. Um, yeah. It's disappointing and, uh, to hear um, that the others obviously weren't overly open because um, the thing is in this industry and with everything, it's all about kind of. You know, it's a very small industry in the scheme of things. There's lots of people in there, but everyone knows everybody. Um, and you never know where you're going to end up. So you guys could, step, you know, depending on where you go, you could go from only doing sort of small little deals to massive deals and doing hundreds and thousands of them, depending on how things go. So a little short-sighted from whoever that may be. They can um, <laughs> remain nameless. Um, but yeah, it seems like a, a strange thing to do yeah. to, to pass up on that, but we've had it as well with us. We're too small a bridger, um, mm. to be on certain, uh, valuers yeah. panel. So, you know, it's, it's their business, I guess. No, <laughs> no complaints. Um, I don't yeah. know if you, you've noticed, obviously we, we don't have a huge amount of time. I mean, I don't want to keep you forever. Um, but is there any kind of deals that you've done, um, whilst at Cornerstone that, that really stick out that you could sort of share with us um, just a, an interesting sort of or complicated or, you know, really out there kind of deal just to give people a flavor of the sort of stuff you have done and are doing. It, it kind of depends which area you, you're looking at. If you're talking, you know, um, probably uh, one of my favorite deals last year would have been supporting existing client uh, purchasing uh, Hotel up on uh, in the on um, uh, the Isle of Mull in Tobermory. Um, so you know, particular particularly challenging post. You no know, kind of well, sort of started kicked off pre-COVID. We moved into COVID area. We've got a hotel that's you know um, well established, but but in the need of a bit of work and a bit of um, renovation. Um, Fantastic client uh, had another hotel at the um, leased out to Travel Lodge, so we've got a combination of uh, a, a hotel in in a location where a lot of funders just won't go. So it's not mainland Scotland. So you've almost gone where we rule out those that don't do Scotland, and then we rule out those that only do mainland Scotland. On the one hotel, the other hotel was leased to. Uh, travel lodge who were in a, in a voluntary arrangement at the time um, so that was kind of ruled out another host and um, yeah we yeah we, we effectively had to split um, split the deal we got great support from uh, from Shawbrook on the investment hotel so they understood the travel lodge position where a lot of funders just said no no spoke to their credit guys who just said travel lodges in an IVA well without realizing they were just coming out of it um and the and the terms and the renegotiating the lease etc so with that they were excellent on that um but then they didn't do the Scottish Isles so they couldn't take the trade in and they weren't really at, um in 
uh, in the business of trading, uh, um, supporting trading businesses at the time either. So we kind of, we, were, we then went Cambridge and Counties. Um, we've got a fantastic BDM uh, that we work with locally. Uh, with them on together we you know we pulled together a deal with Cambridge and counties to support the hotel up in uh, up in the isle of mull so uh, yeah that's 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 one of one of my favorites um certainly you know we've done a number of mbos um and acquisitions um so we've we've used uh, you know a variety of facilities for those some some really good invoice finance support from from the likes of Time Finance um, and Ultimate, and you know, we've we kind of combined that with some RLS, with some Asset Finance. So th those those are the in really interesting ones, I think. Um, and then we've done, yeah. I guess we've one. done, you know, on the sh on the short term side, um, you know, we've we've done, I guess, what what most people out there will do. But we've done, you know, we managed to where we've got particularly good clients um we've got some some nice ass unencumbered assets you know we've done a few um of the hunting uh fund type deals as well so where they you know with it they're kind of we're creating a pot for them to go out and grow their portfolio and we've we've managed to do that in within cornerstone capital for one client at the moment so we've you know we've enabled her to to go and purchase property um kind of on a cash basis and complete some deals within a week um because we're all we're, we're sort of sitting there on an evergreen facility with it so we don't have, we don't advertise an evergreen facility and it's not available to everyone but where we really like a client we like the asset um and we probably know the geography really really well uh, you know we, we've done that type of deal as well um okay. well, that's and it. we did a i think we did um uh we helped out a, a local business person whose business um had been in some serious difficulty of the last few years was sitting on some um, substantial assets. Again, we we did a, a short-term deal just before Christmas for him through Capital, which we did start to finish in 10 days. So that was, um, yeah, that was pretty hairy, but because um, we, we completed on 23rd of December. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's pretty quick. Uh, we yeah. That's one thing. Uh, next time we get you on, which we'll have to at some point, is talking about the actual speed of business um, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. But we we, <laughs> we could do that next time. Um, well, that'll, that'll take a long time because that's you know slow is the answer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for everybody listening, where can they find you? Um, obviously, if they want to use any of your services or, or just generally get in touch and find out more, um, what's yeah. the best way to get in touch? Uh, visit visit the Cornerstone Finance Group uh, website, so www.cornerstonefinancegroup.co.uk, and each of the individual component parts of the businesses all have their own pages, etc. On there. Um, other than that, just kind of Google us, look us up, um, and uh, and get in touch. And if anyone wants to ring me direct, they can always give me a call on the mobile zero seven nine six zero eight nine double eight two nine. Perfect. And I will have all the details in the description for everyone. So if they want to do get in touch with Hayden and Cornerstone. Um, and then, yeah, thanks so much for your time, Hayden. Really appreciate it. Could go through a hell of a lot more things, but um, we'll leave it there for now. And obviously, we'll get you back on at some point. Um, and thanks again for your time. No, good to speak to you, David. Take care. Awesome.